You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Emilio Despirito, and I'm really happy to have you here today. Thank you very much. I, I think it's seven years. I'm losing count being here with you, talking with you on air, speaking with our listeners on the phone that call in. And I got to tell you, it's awesome. And every week, I'm just as excited as the first time that I've been on air to be here with you and to share the latest in real estate news and information here specifically in Rhode Island. Okay. Um, so yeah, so thanks for tuning in. The housing market is is so funny. It really is. And it's just one of those things, guys, where you drive down the road and you see all these for sale signs and you almost feel like there's a lot of housing on the market, but literally most of it is pending. Um, it's been very, very intense recently for buyers and for people selling. I mean, not only here in Rhode Island, but across the country, we're roughly three and a half million homes short of the supply. I mean, if you think about that, that's insane. I don't know if, if you've had a little fun exercise. I don't know if you've ever done this, but you go on Google and you type in like, what would three and a half million people look like? And it'll show you like images, which is pretty wild, right? Now imagine that in households. <clears throat> it's crazy. It's intense. Um, and that's that's uh, that's not going to be fixed anytime soon, right? So Let's talk about here in Rhode Island. Okay, at the time of this segment, there's uh, roughly 545 active single family homes. Now, if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me say it a million times, we're supposed to have over 4,000 homes here on the market, active, and that's just single family. It's nuts. Uh, How about multifamily? Because I know a lot of our listeners own investment properties, and I want you to keep your ears open if you own investment properties, because I want to share something with you. So just hang tight for a second. Don't don't get out of the car yet or or walk away from the radio. But so so for multifamily homes, there's 128 on the market and condos 180. I mean, each one of those multifamilies were supposed to have over 1,200, 1,400. Condos were supposed to have 12, 1,400 and single families over 4,000. So look, guys, I was racking my brain and I was thinking, and again, investors, listen, listen up. I was thinking about the sellers who are owning this market right now or who have potential to own this market right now and haven't even really tapped into it. Okay. So here's the deal. You got to know, like I've got 24 advisors here at Engel and Volkers that are always like asking me like, what can I do to get listings, this or that? So I'm always racking my brain and who can I help? What can I do? And we're contacting homeowners and homeowners are nervous because how are they going to sell if they can't find a place to buy and this and that. And I said, look, you know what? Homeowners, of course, are nervous about that. Yes, we find them stuff, but we get it. They're nervous. They're a little apprehensive to list. So then I said, well, wait a second. Why don't you look, we have a program where we can track who is an absentee, what homes are, are owned by absentee landlords, okay? So this may be you. If you're an absentee landlord and you have a property and you're like, you know what? I would really like to either A, cash in on this property, okay? 
even if it's a moneymaker, cash in on it and cash out and do whatever you want with the money. Or B, I want to cash in on this and I want to double my rental cash flow income coming in every month and get my homes, my, 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 uh, uh, the, the money coming in, I want to get the proceeds uh, tax exempt, right? So I, I don't want to pay taxes on my proceeds. I want to leverage the 1031 exchange and I want to buy up. I want to take all the proceeds from my rental property that I have now called a single family, two family, three family, four family. I want to, instead of making a thousand bucks a month or 4,000 bucks a month, I want to make 2,000 or 8,000 a month. And I want to buy up and I don't want to throw any money out of pocket down. And I don't want to increase any extra liabilities that I don't have to, but I want to increase my income. Okay. That's the 1031 exchange. And I know how to walk you through it. And I do it for several clients. And I take clients from making a thousand dollars cash flow a month to two or three or 4,000 a month. It's insane. Give me a call. I know investment properties, I know single family, I know luxury, I know, look, we, we handle these properties here in Rhode Island. 401-359-2338. Guys, that's my direct cell phone. I'm here for you. I'm happy to talk with you. You know, you can text me, you can call me, 401-359-2338. Love talking with, with, with uh, our listeners. You know, even if it's something you want to do down the road from now. Okay. It's no problem. It is what it is. Just get an idea of what the value is on your property or your portfolio. I've got this one gentleman and, you know, he owns a a, a lot of homes, uh, a lot, a lot of homes, about a dozen uh, different multifamily homes. It's a lot of doors guys. And he's like, look, I want to, I want to look at, you know, selling my whole portfolio. You know, and I want to take that money and I want to do a 1031 exchange so I can leverage that because the interest rates being so low right now, I'm never going to have an opportunity to get interest rates so low and to be able to finance so much. So why am I wasting my time with the single family or this two family or even four family? And why not get, you know, something that might be a six or an eight or a 12 or a 24 unit? And you may say, hey, Emilio, are those even out there? Absolutely. Look around you. You see houses everywhere. You see stuff everywhere. My team, we find those off-market properties. Might take some time, but we'll guide you through it. Everybody's situation is completely different. May or may not work for you. But without going to your accountant, how do you know what to do with your taxes? Without going to your financial planner, how do you know what to do with your financial plan? Same thing here with our advisors at Engel and Fulkers. We're going to advise you through it. It's not always about the quick sale. It's about the relationship, and it's about your long-term goals and investment. Give me a call. I'll walk you through it, 401-359-2338. I'm not just a voice here on the radio. I'm an actual advisor here in Rhode Island, globally connected to over 34 countries and five continents. I can help you guys anywhere. 401-359-2338. Hey, listen up. We got a great show today. We got some awesome guests. He's got some great info to share with you. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, powered by Engel and Volkers, right here on 
News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, and streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is your show all about real estate, the ins and outs to getting it done. And we got the right people on the show to help you get through and navigate the experience, whether you're a new homeowner, a home seller, or you simply simply already own a home. So on the show with us today, we've got John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance. Fantastic guy. And we've got Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks for having us, as always. Yeah, thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Always a pleasure, guys. Always a pleasure. So, John, man, dude, I was driving the other day, and I swear I almost hit like three or four different uh, things on the side of the road, and I swear it wasn't because I was texting. (laughs) Busy guy like yourself. Just uses Bluetooth all day long. I know. I trust you. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, all jokes. I really wasn't texting. All jokes aside, dude, it was so bad outside. There was no one salting yet. And it was actually during the Super Bowl. It, there, it was awful out there. So I know you want to share some tips on uh, on winter safety. Anyways. Hey, I, it's, it's Yeah. No matter how careful you are, sometimes the conditions are just bad. And um, I think, you know. As this year, more than others, maybe I've noticed that when we've had some storms, um, you know, the snow removal has been uh, not there. And, you know, big, huge thanks and props to all of the uh, men and women who do, you know, drive the trucks, salt in the roads, putting the plows down uh, and helping make the roads safe. But I know uh, from, you know, friends and family I have that, that do that kind of work in the winter, that there's definitely a shortage of drivers and help and, um, you know, things being done with the roads. They're not being as treated as well as they may have in years past. Sometimes that's just weather related and, you know, not having the right expectations with that stuff. But, it, but it's also something that I think this year we're struggling with a little bit and the roads have been a little bit more dangerous. So I thought it'd be a good topic to talk about just some safe tips for winter driving and if you live in New England, you should probably know this, but maybe just a refresher for those out there. Or if you got young kids who are just um, starting to drive, you know, teen drivers, inexperienced drivers, this is kind of stuff that is uh, going to help, you know, make sure that you're, you're safe on the road. And at the end of the day, make sure your insurance policy is, stays nice and low and not expensive, avoiding those costly claims. Um, something that I definitely learned my lesson the hard way one year is like one of those yeah one of those like october winter storms like late october like you know around halloween time it just it snowed and nobody was expecting it so the roads got real slick and i slid off the road and hit a rock and you know trashed my car (laughs) for like the next five years paid way more on my car insurance than i should have just from one quick mistake you know so um, these are simple tips, stuff that, you know, everybody should know, but doesn't hurt to get a friendly reminder. Uh, the the biggest one I would say is just doubling the distance that you keep normally between the car in front of you. You know, obviously tailgating a car, something that you probably shouldn't be doing. Occasionally, the guy in front of you did something like a jerk, might want to tailgate him, but shouldn't do that. 
especially when it's snowing and the roads are icy, keeping that extra distance in front of you because it's going to take a lot longer to stop. It's common sense. Um, being cautious about your surroundings around snow plows is a huge one because those plows, a lot of them are huge trucks. They can't see where the other drivers are on the road. They're putting the plow down. They're in auto mode, just making sure the roads are clear. And they're not going to be always checking around to make sure there's a car trying to pass them or something. So, you know, when possible, try to avoid passing the plows because you're just putting yourself more at risk. If you're going to do it, do it real safely. Um, I know it sucks, sucks being stuck behind a plow because they're generally driving pretty slow, but just being careful. The rocks and the sand and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stuff all starts kicking up. You get home, you're like, I, I'm going to need a car wash. It's that time of year. You get you like a car wash. Down. I don't know. Every week, every couple of days, <laughs> get one of those passes where you can go to the car wash, like you're unlimited times. Axle. You're going to need a new yeah. axle with these yeah. I know. Oh my gosh. It's They've been, been better. unbelievable. They've been better. The roads have been better. Yeah. The roads did improve a lot. I will say if they could get somebody out to 146 in North Smithfield oh, to awesome. fix that road, That'll uh, never be, be okay. I would, I would love that. That would be great. I drive over that every, uh, every day, and uh, it's, it's a disaster. It's like you North, you North Smithfield people don't want anybody entering your town. You're like, no, <laughs> yeah, no, stay no. out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> 90, 95 was like a cemetery of just holes where your car would fall into a grave and it would go. Yeah. It's outrageous, <laughs> man. You know, it's like it's like we're in a Mad Max movie or like you know it's after the third world or something. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You know. No, uh, no, which, country can, can't get I, the roads right. Can I ask if, if like, uh, see if there's a, a really, really massive pothole in your car, break, you break a, you know, you break a rim or, or something on a, on a pothole. It, do you call your insurance? Do they contact the state? Did the state pay for it? it is it all on the, on the, on the, the yeah. Uh, great question. And I can answer that one firsthand because it happened to me last year. I, uh, I hit a pothole real bad. It actually broke the strut on my right front wheel and it popped it right through into the hood. Um, caused a pretty good amount of damage. It was like, I don't know, $2,500. And I called it in to do an insurance claim. I ultimately did not put it through the insurance because it was just one of those kind of on the fence claims. I carry a higher deductible on my policy. It's, it didn't make sense. But insurance would have covered it. They were prepared to cover it and give me a rental during the time and all that. Um, gotcha. And I did ask them though, I was like, do you go, guys go after the state or anything like that? And they said, no, they don't, but that we can. And there's uh, on the RIDOT website, there's a form you can fill out to request to get reimbursement for car damage caused by potholes or construction zones. Um, I have no idea if I will ever get paid for this, but well, I didn't right submit the, the form. <laughs> I submitted in eight, year, in eight years, they pay you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I exactly. I could one day, day years, <laughs> years from now, after inflation has yeah. made this money worthless, I might get a check for $500 from the Rhode Island DOT, but it could happen. I did submit the request to get reimbursed. Uh, so anyways, yeah, you can, you can, uh, ask the state to pay you though, if, if you feel like they, uh, didn't maintain the road safely and it damaged your car. I, uh, personally don't know if I'll ever get paid on that. And I don't know anybody personally who has, 
uh, if there's callers or listeners out there who have, let us know. We'd love to hear your story. But uh, my guess is yeah, it's not an to, easy thing to get Go paid. to lapointins.com. Go to the contact section and leave a contact there. <laughs> if you have ever, ever collected any kind of money from the DOT from destroying your cars on our roads. <laughs> on a pothole or a construction zone. We'd love Anything. to hear about it. Uh, and I'd love to get you a quote on your car insurance. So <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the other tip here, which I thought was pretty interesting, because I do this all the time. I'm a huge fan of cruise control in my car. I'm always using the cruise control um, just because, I don't know, it helps me not speed. Uh, it's probably the biggest reason. <laughs> I pick a nice, safe speed and just let the car do the work. However, when you're driving in the snow, probably a better idea not to use your cruise control because <laughs> you can uh, kind of lose your snow and uh, rain. Yeah. Snow and rain. Right. And you, you, you know, it, you have a tendency to kind of just lax a little bit when you're on cruise control. Right. I mean, yeah. you're still steering, but your foot's not on the pedal. Maybe you're like me and you take your shoe off and stretch your foot a little bit. I don't know. But While you're driving and quoting people, like taking a shoe so, off, quoting people. Yeah, you know, you're like, yeah, what's that smell? I, I'm a little itchy. I don't know what's going on. Eat, so, eating, anyway. eating, a, eating a sandwich, some yeah, just, fries. Just yeah, taking it easy, using the your cruise socks, control. Your socks have holes in them from not cutting your toenails, too. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know why I said two. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. No that happens so anyways cruise control in the snow or rainy conditions um definitely something to avoid you maintain the speed of your car maintain the distance between the car in front of you it gives you just another example of more of a chance to stop and slow down before the car in front of you um and uh, i got one other tip here in terms of uh your your winter driving safety and that is just to uh drive slowly, you know, drive the speed limit. I don't, I think there's actually a rule about this somewhere that if it's poor conditions, you're supposed to reduce your speed. Like the speed limit actually changes, but the signs don't change. So <laughs> if you see the sign and it says 65, if it's snowing, maybe go 55. I don't know if you normally go whatever speed you normally can safely handle your car at, maybe just take thing? it down maybe just take it down 10 miles per hour. I don't know. I think it's a thing. I think there's think some sort is. of rule about it, right? Mike Saccone in our office, he's our transaction coordinator and one funny guy is a comedian on the side. Yes, he, is. He, he just said it is a thing. And this guy, like literally, instead of working, watches the news all the time. So <laughs> he's a visual rule follower. Yeah, he's, he's just, a, you know, he's a rule he's, follower. Emilio, he's just yeah. trying to keep you current on the, you know, the daily events, watching the news where you get all the valuable information, like, you know, uh, all the things that we should be scared yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, we won't. yeah, just like all all the ills of the world and the things that you can get angry at. Just Mike's going to inform you on those. Oh, you man. Know, I, I, I the yeah. only news I'm looking at is real estate and economy. <laughs> okay, guys, that's it. How to buy and sell houses and do more. And other thing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I so, love it. Good stuff, guys. A lot of fun, as always. Um, listen, if you have any need at all for home life auto insurance, I want you to think of our friends over at LaPointe Insurance. They're a family-run agency. John is the third-generation LaPointe. 
uh, now running LaPointe Insurance as well and just doing a fantastic job. And one other cool fact, I got to brag about these guys a little bit. Over 20% of all homes that have been sold in the past year in Rhode Island have been insured by LaPointe Insurance. So these guys are literally beating up the big dog insurance companies and they're looking out for you. So Hey, you know, we're, uh, we're working hard trying to do the right thing and, uh, you're just helping people, you know, it's not, it's not rocket science, man. It's, uh, it's just, we have fun. We help people try and do the right thing. Follow That's these clowns about. on social media. These guys are <laughs> hilarious, dude. Follow them on social media. Uh, what, what's your tag? Is it just Google LaPointe Insurance Instagram, LaPointe Insurance Facebook. Follow these guys. They do all these quirky videos and stuff like they're, they're getting like worldwide recognition for their stuff. Their videos have hit hundreds of thousands of views. They have a lot of fun. But when's the next one coming? Uh, we're tr- actually, we're going to. I could use your help if you guys want to be an extra in the next video. It's uh, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. give, can't give like too much uh, of it away, but I will say we're, we're doing a kind of a spoof on a very popular nineties uh, and two thousand sitcom. Nice. Wow. Awesome <laughs> stuff. LaPointeins.com for LaPointe insurance. That's your place for auto home and life here in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and I'm sure other States too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> All good. We keep it real around here. Stay tuned. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show powered by LaPointe Insurance. We'll be right back in two minutes. This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and we've got Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage on the phone with us. Uh, well, on Zoom with us as well, on Zoom with us. So I get to see him, and you get to see him too if you go to rimortgageguy.com or facebook.com backslash Despirito Team. You can see these videos. So, Matt, welcome back, brother. Yeah, uh, nice to be back. Uh, we're in a, a, a bit of a, a rate increase environment um, that we were, we, we've been weeks and months predicting, and it's upon us. Um, you know, rates are getting into the high threes, low fours, depending on, you know, the d- different loan products that you're doing. And I just wanted to go over a couple of uh, tricks and or tips to be able to uh, minimize the uh, the damage really, and um, try to get try to get the, the best uh, the best situation for your mortgage and your budget, and making sure that you're doing <clears throat> all the preemptive things before actually going and locking in a rate. Um, can, I, can I ask you a question first, Matt? Are the rates going up because the Fed? is adjusting the rates or are the rates going up simply because the banks have so much demands that they're padding their rates? Um, I, I, in my opinion, it's the feds. Um, they're, they're predicting four different rate increases before July. Yeah. And, July. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's definitely a controlled environment by the feds. Now, you have inflation in there. Um, you know, when 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 the Fed increases the rates, 
the the mortgage rates are not direct are are they're in relation to the Fed rate, but they're not directly. It's not like the Fed raises the rate and mortgages instantly do it. They just follow each other a little bit, and um, when the rates increase, it slows the it slow it, it slows the spending of the consumer because now things are costing more money. So it's a way to it's a way to control. The, how your how inflation. So it's like, you know, when rates are really low, people spend like crazy because it's basically free money. But when they increase it, it costs more. So now it limits their, you know, free cash and available cash to be able to, to, to spend wild money. So um, it, it, there is some rhyme, rhyme to the reason. Um, but when, when, you're, when you're going to, when you're shopping for a mortgage, every time the rate changes, an eighth of a point. So let's say you have 3.625 and it changes to 3.75. That's generally between an 18 and $25 change in the payment a month. So you multiply that by, so a half a point could, could translate to a hundred bucks or so. And, you know, and you, if it's a 30 year fixed loan times 360 payments, that's a decent amount of money increased in interest that you pay. One thing to keep in mind is that rates go up and they go down. So if you're in a high rate environment and you lock in a rate, you know, at some point there, there's a strong probability that you'll be able to refinance and restructure that mortgage at, at, at a different time later. So it's not a forever thing, but it's, you, you can only control what, what you can control and you really can't control rates. So, you know, do, but what you can do is you can make sure that your application is in uh, the best order in order to give yourself the best chance. So for one, one example is, um, you know, you wanna make sure you're, you're in the A, depending on what loan product you're going for, you want your credit score in the A plus category, which really dramatically controls the rate. So for, if you're doing an FHA loan, you want to have your middle FICO score above a 680 to get access to the best rates. You could be a 681 or it could be an 801. Everybody in that realm for an FHA mortgage and a VA loan all get access to the best rates. So that's great. You know, you know, work, work, work with your loan officer on, on, um, you know, for instance, if customers that apply with me, when I pull their credit, it, it gives a, uh, uh, opportunity of where your rate, your credit score can go if you pay off certain debts on your credit report, and we can work together with that. So a lot of times buyers come in and they they need to do that. They don't qualify unless they do that. So we work with them to prioritize which debt to pay off, pay that off, wait till the credit report gets updated, and now you have the appropriate score and you qualify. So um, you know definitely it, it, it look into that because. Anything lower, an FHA and VA loans, loans, anything lower than a 680, it's just going to add to the higher rate category. And and that's that's where people get, you know, it becomes a lot, very much more expensive than it needs to be um, in that regard. Um, the next thing is, uh, well, and for conventional loans, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, uh, they want to see FICO scores above a 740. So they're much more particular about uh, a buyer's FICO score for conventional loans to get access to the best rates. So what it, which is a dramatic difference than the 680. Like you really need to buckle down on the right. on 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 you know credit repairs and whatnot in order to get back to that high interest rate. It works down from tiers from there. So like six, 740 to 720, 720 to 700. They start to, you know, once you fall into these tiers, 
it starts to impact the rate. So like, what do we got to do to get the FICO score above into the A plus category to get access to the best rates? So it minimizes it when you're in a high rate environment. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's some of the, some of the things that we work on daily with customers. The next thing is, um, you know, if, if you're, if you're in the market for a three, four, $500,000 house, you know, whatever it is, you know, pay attention to the mechanics of the house, the, the the heating and boiling system, because if you see a house that's got an updated, you know, high efficiency um, heating system, it could cut down on your monthly uh, utility bills and really help out. And use LED bulbs instead of, you know, regular light bulbs, because it, it, it does have a big impact on your utility bills, which will overall help you out with your monthly budget. Um, another thing is when, when you're, um, when you're looking at a high rate environment, and so let's say you were pre-approved six months ago and the rates were three and a half, check in with your loan officer to see where you're at now and if it puts you out of your budget yet or not. And if you're applying today and you're looking at getting pre-approved, don't be afraid of getting a quote with a high rate on it. Uh, and pad the rate, add another quarter point to the rate to make sure that not, you're, not that you're getting, you're getting, uh, you know, taken advantage of by your lender, but make sure that if the rates do increase in the next couple of weeks and you haven't gone on a contract yet and you haven't locked in a rate that you're still going to qualify if they go up, you want to make sure you have a cushion there. And that's a, that's a really smart thing to do. It's not going to say, Hey, give me your highest rate. It's a, can you quote me at a, a quarter point higher just to make sure that the payment still works for, for the loan application and, and, what? and, you're going to get approved. I'm going to get approved. One other thing too with that too, is if they got pre-approved six months ago and they haven't found a house, there's some markets in the past six months that have gone up anywhere from five to 10% here in Rhode Island. Easy. Right. Yeah. So literally they're working with a lot less home that they're going to get now. And if rates go up, I mean, I'm talking, you know, quite a bit less, it could be a whole different neighborhood, a whole different type of house, different finishes. Yeah. You know, maybe you're buying a house now. It needs a little bit of work that you missed out on. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an important, you know, it, touch base with your your lending team and your real estate team to make sure that everything is still copacetic. If it's not, you know, you want to be, you don't want to, you know, start wasting time looking at houses that you need to scale it down another fifty or hundred grand just to make sure that the payment still works for you. Um, another popular thing that comes back around when rates increase is are adjustable rate mortgages. So when you have an, an adjustable rate mortgage, you have uh, a low, the initial rate when you lock in and close is at a, much, a lower lower rate than the average 30 year fixed rate. And after the adjustment period, so if it's a five one arm or a seven one arm or a 10 one arm, after the five years, seven years, or 10 years, depending on which, which adjustable rate mortgage you do, you'll have the initial rate, which will help out. And then after that, that adjustment period, it'll start to uh, adjust and go up where, so people will do an adjustable rate, uh, an, an arm mortgage to get the lower payment. And then they plan on refinancing once it starts to adjust. So uh, adjustable rate mortgages become a much more popular in a high rate environment to keep the payment down low. Um, and, uh, and you can always consider paying points. It's not my favorite option. It's not what I, rec I re recommend right off the bat, but paying a point will help 
get the rate down. If you and, and some people might need to do that in order to qualify for the for the loan that they want, you know, because it'll make the debt to income ratio work. Wow, awesome, great information, Matt. And you can go ahead and reach out to him at rimortgageguy.com. Again, rimortgageguy.com and uh, get pre-approved through there for a new mortgage, or you can just see where you're at, plan for the road ahead as well. If it's been a while, you're going to want to check on it. And uh, if you want to refinance or cash out, refi or anything like that, Matt and his team over at Movement Mortgage can help you out. Good stuff, Matt. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah, absolutely. Great to be here. I'll see you uh, next week, I believe. You bet. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Dispirito Team Real Estate Show powered by Movement Mortgage. We're going to be back in a couple minutes from our favorite public speaking coach, Peter George. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Thank you. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, and today is powered by Peter George Public Speaking. Find out more at PeterGeorgePublicSpeaking.com. Welcome back to the show, Peter. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. Thank you. So speaking more, more than speaking more to than wait. Speaking to more than three people. There you go. Uh, there you go. Talk to us. Emilio, when you were first told that you had to speak to a large group, how did you feel? Nervous, scared. Why? Well, because uh, we're like, oh, my God, they're all going to be looking at me. What do I do? Like, am I going to, you know, say what I need to say right? Am I going to trip up? You know, all the stuff that we all probably think. <laughs> Exactly. And that's what a lot of my clients come to me with is, hey, I'm good in front of three people, maybe five people. But if you get to 10, 25, God forbid, 100 or 300, I'm like a deer in the headlights. And my question to them is always, why? And the funniest thing is the only answer they can come up with is it's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, is that different than if you were speaking to three or five? Well, technically, no then why are you afraid with a hundred? And we just get it in our heads that there's all those people out there and that that makes a difference. And what they're doing is they're conflating fear with danger because of all the people. There's no danger. There's absolutely no danger. Is there something to be nervous about? Of course, definitely. I'm not going to tell anybody they shouldn't be nervous, but to speak to three people, you can speak to 300. And truthfully, in my thoughts, 300 is easier. 300 is easier than three. Yeah. Why? Three, it's intimate, right? You're up close and personal. They're seeing everything. They're seeing everything. You're, all your facial features. If you got something hanging out of your nose, if you got stuff in your teeth. Exactly. <laughs> all right. But 300, it's less intimate. So, Actually, what they're getting is just the opposite of what they're afraid of. They're afraid of they're going to be seen by more people. You're actually seen technically by more people, but not as closely. So if you can turn for our listeners, if you can turn that on its head, when you have to speak to more than a few people, realize that, first of all, you can't speak to 100 people, 300 people. You can only speak to one at a time or should only try to speak to one at a time. 
and just have it replicated 100 or 300 times. That's what helps make the difference. True, true. I've been in front of several hundreds of people. And before, before I've been in front of that many people, I wouldn't, I guess it's one of those things, like, how do they know? How do we know that we're going to be nervous getting in front of all of those people? I think we just kind of psych ourselves out. You know? It's just in our heads. It's purely in our heads and for good reason, but it's in our heads. So again, when most people's greatest answer is, well, I don't know why I, I think it's just more difficult. It's just that there's so many more people. Well, that's not a logical reason. It's an emotional one, which makes it a hundred percent valid. Yeah. But let's try to break it down. You can actually have more fun with more people than you can with just a few. Yep. Yep. There's always going to be that percentage of people rooting for you too, which is going to get larger the more people there is. Exactly. Have you ever have you ever done a breakout or anything like that where you were expecting a lot of people and only a few people showed up? Yeah, now, actually, yeah, this week we have one. Yeah, it happens, right? It's happened to me. It's happened to everybody. And the funny thing is, we're going, oh, my God, only three people showed up. I was hoping 60 would show up. Yeah. So depending how we have our mindset, we, what we focus on is, is governing how we feel at that moment. Yep. We have an event with uh, 50 people I've got to talk in front of, but... I feel like I'm banking 30, 35 will show up. It's just how it rolls. You know, there's always a percentage that doesn't, but I get excited to talk in front of crowds now. It's like, it's thrilling. You're alive. It really is. The energy in the room, it's it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Good stuff. And uh, man, they can check it all out. They can learn more about you and also contact you direct through petergeorgepublicspeaking.com, right? Yes, they can. Right. Awesome. Peter, thank you so much for being here with us. And we look forward to having you back on again. Always a pleasure. See you soon. Awesome stuff. Thank you. You too. All right. We've got Jennifer Jaber with our rblogger.com here with us today talking about the top five events happening here in Rhode Island. Welcome back, Jen. Thanks for having me. Always. Um, I'm excited about this because I love a good sale. So Bowen's Wharf Winter Sale takes place February 18th through 27th. Um, it's 10 full days of wharf-wide sales. Um, there'll be in-stores, events, restaurant savings and promotions, um, and just a lot of winter family fun happening area. So you can follow their uh, Facebook page, Bowen's Wharf Facebook page to get updates on specials and happenings. And that's daily from 10 to 5 from the 18th to the 27th. Um, this also sounds delicious and is also in Newport. February 25th, 26th, 27th, and March 4th, 5th, and 6th is the Girl Scout cookie and beer slash cocktail pairing event um, at Newport Craft Brewing and Distillery. That's from 6 to 7.30. I think there's a total of 10 sessions, so that time actually might vary a little bit. Um, and you can opt for either a beer ticket, which will give you a flight of beer with four paired cookies, or you can do the cocktail ticket um, and you get a flight of four cocktails um, and then paired with cookies. And there's also a to-go option too. So if you're interested in just taking it home and testing your cookies and beer there, you can do that also. Nice. Um, Saturday, February 26th is the Raptor Roundup hike at Norman Bird Sanctuary from 3.30 to 5.30. Um, you'll go on a nice long hike and learn about the native um, raptors, red-tailed hawks, and 
up-close presentation. Um, you can also hike through a very variety of the habitat, and then you'll look for hawks, ospreys, and maybe hear an owl, um, or the cooper's hawk, which likes to eat the chickens. And um, after, you can warm up with hot chocolate and a flyer. Sunday, February 27th, is the Comedy Factory um, at Cooper Fields 2 in Johnston. It's $40 per person, and it includes a buffet from 1230 to 1.30, and then the show starts at 1.30, and it's just, I think there's at least five or six um, local comedians that'll be there, so it's just a Sunday of eating and laughing, which is awesome. a Sunday. And last but not, but not least, February 24th um, to March 27th is August Wilson's Gem of the Ocean at Trinity Rep. Um, it's set in 1904, and the Gem of the Ocean offers an exploration of freedom and justice. Um, the main character, wrapped with secret guilt, um, finds goes to the home of his ancient aunt Esther, um, who sends him on a quest through uh, to the city of Bones to find redemption and a renewed purpose. So it sounds like a great show as well. And again, you have plenty of time from February 24th to March 27th to get that in your social date book. Awesome. Good stuff. And they can check it all out at riblogger.com, right? Yes. That's right. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Guys, check it out, riblogger.com. She updates this thing every day. It's crazy. There's so much to do there. Thank you very much, Jen. We'll see thank you next you. week. Have a great week. You're welcome. Thank you. I'd like to thank Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com, Matt Bates with Movement Mortgage, John LaPointe with LaPointe Insurance, Peter George with Peter George Public Speaking, Andrew, our producer, Bill, our station manager, and you for listening and tuning into the show. And don't forget, call me for any real estate needs, advice, et cetera, 401-359-2338. Thank you so much. God bless you. And we'll see you back here next week on the Despirito Team Real Estate Show.